What's up, cowgals? My name is Morgan Phillips, and I'm the host of the My Western Way podcast and the owner of the Backroad Bay Boutique. I'm going to be giving you the hot take on the Western industry from things that are trending in fashion all the way to the dirty details on mucking out the stalls. This podcast is for the ranchers, the farmers, the fashion influencers, or even the wannabeers. I'm here to show you that my Western way doesn't have to look anything like your Western way, and that's totally okay. Whether you bought the buckle or you want it, you're welcome here. As Shania Twain once said, let's go, girls. Hey y'all, welcome back to the My Western Way podcast. This is episode three. I can't believe we're already on episode three. That's wild um, of season two, but I'm excited because I reached out to someone new that I've been like seeing a lot and I'm super stoked. She said yes. So I'm so excited to introduce y'all to Shelby Stone. Um, Welcome Shelby. Hey, how's it going? It's good. I'm so excited to have you. I have been following you on Instagram for a hot minute now, and I know y'all you play shows around here in Stephenville and stuff like that. So I've seen you a bunch around here, but I'm just excited to get to know you more. And I feel like people that listen to this podcast are really going to like love what you have to say. So I'm excited. That makes me feel good. It's always been a dream of mine to either have a blog or a podcast. So immediately, <laughs> yes. Um, I've never been able to shut up ever um and I just feel the need to be heard even if no one is listening so amen I feel like half the time (laughs) this is me just talking to myself like when I'm writing the blog I'm like this is just the things that I want to tell myself and like write it down it's like my own little journal so I'm like I'll look back at this later (laughs) exactly I was talking to my mom about it the other day I was like I think I want to do a blog so I was like reading on yours and uh I like tried to start one in like middle school or something (laughs) like that Tumblr had a chokehold on me and I was like, oh we're going to turn it into like a real blog. No, that was, <laughs> that was not it. But the energy was there. <laughs> really, the it's all the there. intention. Yeah. A hundred percent the intention. Um, cool. So tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you do, stuff like that. I use, I feel like I'm on my first day of classes. You have to, like <laughs> think of something. Icebreaker. Right? Uh, No, so I'm only 22. I'm a musician, full-time musician. And it is taking a lot for me to be like, not weirded out by that sentence. Cause it's like, oh my God, like she's good at karaoke. Like, no, this pays my bills. It's really, it's really cool. Um, I've only been doing it for about two years now. And I really enjoyed that. But it's easiest to say that I'm from Decatur, Texas, but I've moved around a lot. I did a little stint in Godly, um, a little bit in Crescent. Peaster and Boyd. So, and I was born in Colleen. So, oh, geez. <laughs> You've been around. <laughs> yeah. Throw a, a, a bit. I'm really good at this whole icebreaker thing, uh, <laughs> being the new girl a bunch of times. <laughs> but um, no, I graduate from uh, UT Arlington in December if I pass everything. And if I don't, we're just not going to finish. Well, good luck uh, for you. Like, am- we just won't tell anyone if you didn't. <laughs> that it will the uta 22 will just mysteriously disappear out of my bio <laughs> <laughs> i love that though. but no i'm getting my degree in music industry studies i have a list my teeth whistle so that's a lot of s's to do the full thing uh, but i originally was going to school for nursing um because i didn't want to get a degree i wasn't going to use 
So obviously we had to switch it to music, which is an oh, industry yeah. you have to have a degree in. <laughs> um, no, but I originally went to school in Abilene at Hardin-Simmons because uh, I was actually a cheerleader for like 12, 15 years. Um, it was weird. Came from a rodeo background and woke up one day and was like, I'm going to try for cheerleading. And <laughs> it was a really intense hyperfixation, I guess you can say. <laughs> um, but that was the whole reason I even went out to Abilene and private school, 60 grand for basics. Oof yeah you right idea wrong girly uh so we transferred over here and i started working for 95 on the ranch and 92.1 hank fm their sister stations it kills me when they're like oh they're competing you know they got the same boss (laughs) they are one it's all all one building uh same light bill whole nine yards um but i didn't realize that you could like go to school for that entire industry whether it was like broadcasting or audio engineering the whole nine yards and my whole like oh my lanta I wish I would have figured that out sooner because I would have maybe not changed my major like six times but oh well (laughs) it is so cool I like didn't realize you'd enjoy your classwork (laughs) and like homework and going to going to school like I thought everyone was just the same amount of miserable <laughs> that I was that was not the case <laughs> we don't all hate our lives <laughs> yeah I was like maybe this is just like how college is supposed to be like everyone just hates it yeah not necessarily <laughs> <laughs> isn't it crazy though like how I feel like as you get older it's the things you didn't know and like the things you would change about your life but when you look back in actuality like everything you did led you to where you are today so like even if you would have been like okay I want to do audio engineering first or whatever like I want to go to school for that first maybe your life would have taken you a completely different path so like everything like builds up and leads you to exactly where you're supposed to be so it's like hindsight 2020 but like still I'm balling like I ended up in the right spot (laughs) exactly I'm a very firm believer not in the essence of everything happened for a reason because I don't love that sentence at all but everything is either a lesson or a blessing or both and I once I like flipped my thought process that way where it's like okay this might suck but what can I learn from it or this is sick even if it's seasonal Uh, and that that has that helped me like really come to terms with having to move back home because everyone talked to like I remember my I think like the beginning of my freshman year seeing the like the girls in the grades above me that like had to move home and everyone was like oh no like they're a failure but no it is so expensive yeah. <laughs> college is not for everyone um but it's really cool honestly just because like yeah there's some dumb shit that I got into I'm so sorry I don't know if I can swear oh no you're good you're good <laughs> you're fine <laughs> <laughs> but like there's a lot of stupid things that I got myself into that like definitely avoidable I guess you could say but at the same time I learned so much about myself and what my breaking point is yeah I guess you could say. no I think but that's so true like I when I went to college like I had a miserable experience like I hated college but I don't think I would be the person I am today and be able to put up with like bullshit from people or like you know be able to come and move 1300 miles away from home and fend for myself like I was so homesick when I was in college I was in Philadelphia I live in Hershey Pennsylvania so that was about an hour and a half I was close I came home every um 
basically every weekend because I was just so miserable. I hated it. And then by that time, like I went to school in Philly. So quote unquote, quote was like a city girl. And then I realized like, I hate this. Like, I don't want to be a city girl. Like, and that brought me back to my roots where I wanted to move home, wanted to get into back into like the Western industry world. And then my business sprung up from that. So like, again, all those things that you're doing, like totally just shape who you are in one way or another, like you might be so miserable, but like, it leads you to something else. And it's, that right I've been thinking about that a lot here recently I don't know if like the Lord is trying to like work or something and I'm just being a little like oblivious to it (laughs) but it's because that's been like real heavy like a real at the front of my the 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 two brain cells yeah Uh, it's it's so funny that you mentioned like getting back to you like your western roots that transition was one of the most difficult things for me because I mean I was in the reigning world. My dad was a bullfighter. Like, oh, wow. I, we got the roots. Yeah. But I mean, there was a solid amount of time where I didn't even own a pair of boots, Mm-mm. let alone boot cut jeans. Like it was uh, universal threads, uh, skinnies all day. Oh, <laughs> heck yeah. From Target. <laughs> but getting back like into, and I mean, I'll get full credit where it's due every day. Doesn't matter how you feel about whoever. But Hayden Carrillo, excuse me, Abby Fogarty, and at the time, Western Gringa. Yeah. All three of those girls made me realize that I could actually dress however the hell I wanted. Yeah. And that that part right there, another part of one of those, like, hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, I was never comfortable in anything that I was wearing and things like that. And, like, actually coming into my own style. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, if you would have just put the boots back on, you you probably been a lot more comfortable and would have saved you a lot more money. <laughs> stupid clothes from Plato's, but yeah, it's it's. I love it. I love it so much. It's but crazy. It's, I don't know. Yeah. So how did, um, I guess so? How did you start when you started singing and like doing? you know, really getting into going full-time into your career, like, how did you decide on a genre of music? Like, how did you decide to be who you are in your music industry? So that is a very, that's a real reoccurring question that people ask <laughs> all the time. It's like, who is Shelby Stone and why yeah. do you do what you do? I'm like, it hurts to be that self-aware sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, I'm present, lights are on, <laughs> then someone might be home. Uh, but, I mean, growing up, I mean, we had 99.5 The Wolf and 95.9 The Ranch on, on the radio 24-7. And then occasionally it would switch to the uh, that one Christian station when my mom was in the car. <laughs> just because she couldn't stand the, like, real, like, kick twang yeah. that was on the radio. I don't know it's just like the the music that you kind of grew up on and so I like my entire singing career other than like I jokingly say like I came out of the womb singing <laughs> I started singing at church okay it ended up being a like random lesson that my mom like threw me and she just wanted to know that like from someone else's point of view if I was like worth a damn or not <laughs> Which, and I love Stacy. Stacy is my best friend but sometimes I would love to have five minutes in her brain just to understand. Don't, what's going don't on we all it. like, yeah, what are they it's thinking? Like, <laughs> like, what in the world? But she just wanted to know if I was like any good at it, other than from like a mother's point of mother's point of view. 
And uh, I remember I, at the time, I did not know what a one night stand was. Um, and when I went into this voice lesson with the lead worship pastor at my church, uh, I brought the song, Sam Smith, uh, Stay With Me. Oh, yeah. First line at the song, I'm not good at a one night stand. We, we switched the song pretty quick. Uh, but I figured <laughs> it was just because she wanted to see my range. Um, <laughs> not approved. No. 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 <laughs> it was like looking back, I was mortified. But at the time, I was just having the time of my life without a microphone in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was heavy in the worship volunteer team uh every stage that they needed to sing on I was on it so I got really good at like stage presence and things like that and I remember there's a few times that like I was correct about like having almost too much energy on stage and I was like well, what in the world like this is church like if you're worshiping you're worshiping you know and that that was one of my brain at the time but kind of one of those things where you're looking back and it's like hey it's because you're supposed to have a mic in your hand and singing your own songs with that kind of energy uh but i actually it was 2019 uh 2019 sucked zero out of ten everyone hated 2020 but 20, 2019 was my 2020 <laughs> uh that was when i transferred and i had actually it was right before i switched my majors as well and started working at the radio station and i actually dd'd for <laughs> all the sales reps and the djs uh for the radio's uh, big old christmas party and we were down in the stockyards we ended up at the basement bar it was the first bar in the stockyard that i'd actually like been to since because i was only 20 at the time yeah when i moved back home or 19 at that point actually uh yeah because i was like beginning of december i'm a sagittarius december 20th um, <laughs> it tells a lot <laughs> right uh, it's also the best I'm going to add all today. So we're, we're moving and grooving and good meal. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I was, I was just hanging out. Like I was just babysitting a bunch of grown folk and out of nowhere, her name is Susie Mays and then Heather Anderson. That's like on the radio. They're like, you better get your butt up on stage. Like we've got him all set up, ready for you to go. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm the only one sober here. I don't even know what y'all just signed me up for. And I sang like, half of Casey Musgrave's version of Neon Moon and just it was so cool like granted there was maybe like 12 people in that bar granted the bar's not big enough but <laughs> it was just like oh my god this is so like this is what I want to do oh my god this is so much fun yeah and so like country is the meat of my genre because of the places I play covers get me paid and if they want to hear me sing strawberry wine 15 times and they're gonna throw a tip like a, a five in the tip jar i'll play it 16. Let's, <laughs> many times and I'll listen. but i do a healthy amount like i do lips of an angel by hinder trips and i like just some really cool like i call it dad rock yeah uh, so i don't really know what genre you would call that because i'm not a huge fan of like southern rock necessarily but i think it's the easiest like like blanket it makes sense genre. yeah most people <laughs> understand it exactly then like because you can say texas country but what part of texas country are you looking at right now because if you were to look at texas country you've got oh good lord stark here it's casey donahue there it is yeah you got oh, casey yeah. donahue all the way to giovanni and it's like you can't you can't put those two together and go yeah this is the same genre no this, like, this it's is not such a wide variety like people that's why i don't really understand the whole like texas country thing because i'm like 
I don't know, like, I know who the artists are, but I don't know how to like classify them together and be like, yeah, that's similar. Like, not really, like. Not at all. If you hit shuffle on the Texas Music Now playlist on Spotify. Wild. in the world? Wild. (laughs) It's like a potluck. So that's, and that's, that was a, like a real struggle with the, some of the classes that I'm in, like for my degree, I'm in like a record label management class so cool and uh one of the other ones can't remember which one it was but they would ask me like what my genre was and this or this that and the next and we actually had to do like a presentation on our genre and I made this (laughs) incredibly difficult and intricate like flow chart (laughs) (laughs) and I was like so um in this like little middle spot right here it's kind of like where I would fall but yeah. it kind of depends on the day it depends on the venue it is just so across the board and plus in the terms of texas country i don't it is it's, it's a weird one to be a part of as well i because, think because you're so smart though i think you're so smart though like saying that you play off of venue and stuff like that because as an artist like you are a performer but you're also like you know doing it for the audience and like you have to appeal to whatever they want it's like my store like I have to appeal to whoever my customers are even if I like it or not like uh if I know that they love cow print and I'm like not feeling cow print for a little bit like I still got to keep bringing it in it doesn't matter like so exactly it's, it's so smart like that's such a good like business tidbit for that 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 right there the business part of it so many people get into this industry and all they want to do is just play music Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day that is what you're doing but you're you are running a business Mm -hmm. like that's why the way I run my social medias and the way that I carry myself when I talk to pretty much anybody you you can't just talk out your ass you can't just post out your ass Mm -mm. people are watching people are always listening and anything that you do whether you intend for it to reflect your business or not, it reflects your business. And while that is so frustrating on one aspect, like on one side of the spectrum or whatever it is, mm-hmm. on the other side, it's a really nice accountability measure, I guess you could say. Because yeah. it's like, oh, no, yep, I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that one. So I like <laughs> I mean, go through this all the time because I'm like deathly afraid of the cancel culture thing. Like uh, when uh, you have a business and like you like it you have to be concerned about it like no matter what you say like there are some businesses out there that they're known for like taking their political standpoint and stuff like that and I'm like you do you but like that could not be me like I absolutely not there are some things that like obviously I just like feel a personal like pull to like and I am a Christian too so like I always share about God like I always like throw that in and stuff like that but some of the other things I'm like I'm gonna stay as far away as that like from that or like my mom she she's so funny she follows me on TikTok and I did that one TikTok trend (laughs) where you like flip people off and she's like you did not just like flip up and she gets like so upset about it and I'm like I'm sorry like I don't see how bad it is but like I I get like she's trying to hold me like morally accountable and stuff, but like, I don't always think about it. Cause I'm doing the trends. And then I'm like, yeah, that probably doesn't look great for like a 25 year old to be like standing on TikTok and like flipping everyone off. <laughs> and I know exactly what you're talking about because um, specifically with the middle finger, I 
it was like one of the first times I had someone like photograph me at a show. It was a friend of mine and every original song that I did, he would be like, this one's about me, isn't it? Like you wrote this one about me. And I was like, shut up. And And he was like, wait, do it again. Now I can get a picture. And it's really cool. Like when you put it side by side with like the, like the Johnny Cash photo. Yes. I had a friend of mine, um, one of my little iPad besties, which granted I got an iPad. So my life is now together. Uh, (laughs) But I, I had her like trace it out and I printed stickers for it. And they came in like itty bitty like two by two I think oh gosh. like the same width as my Roku remote um <laughs> but I bought like 500 of them Oof. so I listed them anyways and they sold really well but I listed it as my like my Johnny Cash sticker yeah and when I showed my mom she she had the same conversation she was like do you really think that this is how like you want to be represented and I was like it's a two by two sticker that I have to get rid of yeah <laughs> I have never claimed to have a like clean vocab either. It's been very colorful as long as I can remember. (laughs) Exactly. It's just consistent. So I actually wanted to talk to you about this because you shared on your Instagram story like last night about the Maddie song and just like, you know, dealing with the church culture and things like that. And I wanted to talk to you about this because this is something like I feel really strongly about. I grew up in a church too. Um, and grew up going to church and, you know, grew up with the values and I like strong believer stuff like that, but I am not your quote unquote, like perfect little Christian that plays by the rules all the time. And like, I obviously everyone's a sinner, but like, I feel like I sin more than more than enough and you know, the middle finger and stuff like that. So especially like us as people who are viewed, like in more of like an influencer type business spotlight like we're looked upon as people and like I just wanted to touch and like get your thoughts on like the whole church shame and like how you feel about that and like get your thoughts on that buckle in (laughs) I'm ready for it I'm ready (laughs) maybe this will be a longer one or we'll do a part two but like I'm I'll cut it but like I feel like we're gonna have some good stuff on this (laughs) I can I can feel it so (laughs) on top of devoting my entire like adolescent life, I guess, mm-hmm. to volunteering at church. I also went to a private Christian school. I graduated with nine people. <laughs> Salutatorian with a 3.8, but holy crap, <sighs> there was something new every day. Yeah. Uh, and oh, you wouldn't yeah. think there could be, but there was always something new every day. And it kills me. We were like, oh, I went to a small school. And I'm like, oh, like, how many did you graduate with? It was like 200. I, I wish. <laughs> there was 200 students pre-k through 12 in my school (laughs) like holy crap so across the board we had church I I think I was in church three times a week on top of that being on stage three times a week so a big part of like my understanding of like what a relationship with Christ was how I was supposed to act was a direct reflection of my relationship with my I say mentors very very loosely Mm-hmm. But my youth pastor, his wife, um, the youth worship leader, who are all like our age now, yeah. Um, which, granted, I should don't don't sign me up for that. I am an influencer, <laughs> right? Yeah, like I, I can. All I know how to do is to be myself and to be incredibly real. Is that the r- right thing you should do? Eh. 
to each their own. Some days. <laughs> like when I think, right, yeah. Some days I'm just like on my A game. Like I got extensions in today. I know, you're feeling it <laughs> with that hair. It was, it was it's crazy. It was mainly to see if my new haircut would blend with them. Or no, they look good. Them. I was like following along because I obviously have the same short hair as you. And so I was like, hmm, like if they work for her, maybe. <laughs> it's it's nuts. Um, granted, my head is super heavy right now. But uh, but that's, so on top of that, so just church at all points. I was literally talking to my mom about this today because she was talking to me about the, because she, she was the pastor's secretary. So every event that she was working, granted she was getting paid to do it, but I thought that's just what church was, was working the events, volunteering, being behind the scenes person, making things happen, that that was pretty much the gist of having or being a Christian. And then I put a lot of my self-worth in how my youth pastors were feeling pretty much that day. Like if they happened to be short with me that day or say something that they probably shouldn't as a youth pastor, but if they were just a normal adult, it would be okay that I would just weigh on it so heavy in the amount of purity culture that I grew up with that I'm having to unlearn so much. Because on top of learning all this from the purity culture and being a cheerleader for 15 years, I say 15, that is such a, like a <laughs> random number I pull out of my ass. I have never actually counted, but I was an all-star cheerleader. And if you know anything about all-star cheerleading, which it needs some reformity, but you run around in a sports bra and itty bitty spandex. Mm-hmm. And I'm being told that like, you, modest is hottest, like don't mm-hmm. cause your brothers in Christ to stumble. And then as soon as church is over, I'm having to go to cheer practice where I'm running around half naked. Like yep. it was a constant, like, it, like a mental battle, like left and right. And then on top of this really awesome thing that's happening, um, I was 18 on a team that was majority like 12 to 16 year olds. Okay. So I'm, well, you're damn right. I'm developed. I'm sorry that I don't look like a 12 year old girl. <laughs> like, like, and at the time you couldn't convince me otherwise that I had a, like a grown woman's body. Like I, at 18, I stopped growing. That was it. Yeah. But when practice wear comes in and it already runs small because it's a cheap ass brand yeah. and they're pulling out extra smalls and smalls and a, an occasional medium. And then I was the only one that had to get extra larges. And then we had a coach come through that was, I'm not buying extra larges. You're going to lose weight to fit a large. I'm not buying anything larger than that. Oh, uh, heck no excuse me uh, so just like all of that like together dear lord it is so, so frustrating it's go ahead, like go ahead. no that's okay but I just want to say like I feel that because so my first ever blog was titled modestly mo because it was you know the christian blog and I was sharing you know how to be a christian in college and all this stuff. And I was like, I am living such a fake life, like posting this on Instagram and TikTok or not TikTok, but like on my blog and stuff. And I'm like trying to be this person like in public, but like behind the scenes, obviously like I'm struggling. I was miserable. Um, I was drinking like all this stuff that, you know, Christians are not supposed to do. And I'm like, why am I doing this? So I literally deleted that page. And like, I want to share, I want to 
be open that I'm a Christian and I want to like get other people to follow Christ. Like I'm passionate about that. I love Christ, but I also want to be a real, real person. And that's like, I started going to, um, a church back at home, but now I started to go, uh, to Timber Ridge here and it's just real authentic, like pastors saying like, yeah, I drank. Yeah. I smoked. Yeah. I had, you know, sex before marriage, blah, blah, blah. I did all these things you can do all those things and be a sinner. Everyone's a sinner, like, and no sin is worse than the other or whatever like that. But like, I went to a couple different churches at home before I went to the one that was like, you know, pastor had tattoos and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, I went to a couple different small ones. Also, I went to a Christian college graduated with 50 people in college so yes I can understand this yeah small school drama all of it bible classes all of it but um I'm not the bible classes oh uh, and this one was weird (laughs) like uh, it's uh so it's called Bernathan College of the New Church and they created their own church and their own religion and stuff like that and this guy Swedenborg um basically the rumor has it he got high and talked to god who knows like exactly but he wrote like 38 books and you have to study the books and stuff like that and there's some values that are like similar to christianity but it's a little off the wall like people walk around with no shoes sometimes and i'm like it's a little weird but i loved college like college was fun it was fine but it was just a weird experience like to relate back to but moral of the story (laughs) moral of the story like I definitely went to churches where I felt judged because you know I'm not as good of a Christian as other people and like there's those people uh uh-oh can you still hear me oh you're still here that's weird (laughs) um (laughs) yeah my like Siri like thing popped up I'm like just sitting here talking okay sorry okay no you're good but yeah moral of the story like I was just never as good of a Christian as other people I'm so I had really really bad experiences at church and I got uh I had this like guy that basically like stalked me at church because you know all Christians think you're supposed to get married like right away the second you meet and stuff like that and so I like left that church. I had left a bunch of churches because of bad experiences. And so it's really nice. I took a hiatus from church, but it's really nice to like be back and going to church and have a church that I feel comfortable at. But the whole church, like culture can be so toxic. Like it's crazy. 100%. That was, so when I lived in Abilene, I freshman year tried to kill me just like anyone's freshman year tries to take you out. And then I also wasn't able to date till I was 17. Oh, wow. So on top of, which granted, I had a boyfriend in high school, which, oh, my Atlanta. So I had just, if you're tuning in later, I had posted a TikTok that was to the song, You Might Not Like Her by Maddie Zam. And I had put in like a little text bubble that I wasn't able to date till I was 17 and my first boyfriend was abusive. TikTok, they let you use so many characters. There's a, there are a lot of holes in this 51 second video. Yeah. I completely forgot that I even dated this kid in high school, which he was sweet. So this is different from the one that you said on TikTok, a different guy. Yeah, completely different man. Completely spaced that I had ever even dated him um, for the eight months I did in school. And he actually texted me this morning and was like, I saw your TikTok, like, and I just want you to know, like, how sorry I am, like, 
I like reflected and like I I can see how some of the things I did were very abusive. I was like, what? Whoa, not you, not you, whoa, not you. <laughs> whoa. Literally, I was like, holy crap, I am so sorry. And like gave him the whole spiel and he was like, oh, thank God. He said, I was like really worried that like, this man was about to that mean yes he was I mean, out and shout I was, out to him like first the self self-reflection though we'll take it well and that's not that i'm like brother g- cut yourself some slack because if that's what you <laughs> thought was abusive holy toledo batman take a breath you are good <laughs> like oh my gosh and then of course now i'm like panicking and there was a typo in it so i'm like oh take it uh, down but cat hasty commented on it and a lot of people are actually i've like my phone has been blowing up all day it doesn't matter yeah. what how long my phone's on the charger it will like overheat and but it does make me very good that so many people like resonate with the church hurt because in Abilene I was with this guy he was 22 I was 18 being 22 I have had friends female friends keyword there uh that were the age but the thought of having a partner at that age Oh, good God. I was insufferable. Could not, 18, 19 year old me, dear Lord. <laughs> I, I just thinking about it, I'm like, oh, good Lord. I can't even, but so automatically it was just not good from the jump. My parents didn't like him. Well, it was just zero to 10, very bad. Parents are always right. Oh, parents are always And that right. is so frustrating. Yeah, I know every time. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> intermission crazy. commercial break <laughs> literally uh we'll get you a sponsor we'll make it happen <laughs> but i uh i remember like the like final nail in the coffin for being Abilene. i was at a very big house party and a girl that was in my like, same freshman class we i would occasionally see her at the church that i was leaving worship at um but we were at the same house party we shared a drink like Things were cool, fine, and dandy. Um, fast forward to the next week. Apparently, her mother had um, gone to the pastor and was concerned about her daughter's partying. And daughter threw my ass under the bus and was like, well, Shelby was at the same party. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Love that. Yeah. And I, where my frustration, where my like true genuine church hurt comes from um, is I was suffering. I was hurting. And I was not okay. And if you were going to step into the role of a spiritual mentor for some younger, you have to be able to recognize those signs and you have to be able to see through the bullshit to see that someone is hurting and they're not okay. And maybe let's address why they're doing all of these things instead of just that they're doing the things. I'm a very firm believer in don't just give yourself Advil if your ankle's hurting. And it's hanging funny. Maybe go get an x-ray and get a cast. Because if you just keep taking Advil, you're going to have liver failure and a broken ankle. Like, so I call, it, I call it the birth control effect because when we're 14 and we have cramps or we have acne, uh, every doctor prescribes you birth control um, and it'll take your symptoms away for a little bit. And then you come off of the pill like I did a couple months ago and all your problems are right back where they started because it's just a temporary fix and um people exactly people don't so i always call it if someone's like trying to do something like if you're trying to drink or whatever like it's the birth control effect like you're just trying to hide what's going on deeper in the surface 
that's a phenomenal way to put it in a much simpler way. Uh, <laughs> way simpler. My brain does too much sometimes. I'm like the but, analogy queen. Like I can put things together. Yes. Sometimes. <laughs> I, I attempt to, it, they usually don't make sense. But most of the time people can at least follow like, I, I get, I think I get I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that was the moment there when I got a finger in my face and I was told that I was disappointing God and that I would, I, I knew better in college isn't that hard and just one thing after the next where it was like whoa like so that that happened there in Abilene and then I came home and I was trying to talk to like and at the time like I genuinely considered her like one of my best friends but I was also that one kid that like made really good friends with the English teacher um not really sure what like genre of child you put that in but I've always just made I always thought that adults were my friends um, and Same. I remember I was trying to talk to her. I, I don't know what it is. I enjoy um, it. Are you an um, only child? I am not. I'm actually one out of four. Oh, okay. oh geez. Cause I was going to say I'm an only child. So I grew up with adults. So I feel like that's why I like cling to like older people usually, but I guess never mind. That doesn't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> at least it makes at least sense with you, but I've got two older half siblings that okay. were, that lived with their mom. And so technically I was the oldest sibling at this house okay. so maybe that's where yeah, that makes sense comes from. we'll go with that yeah <laughs> two plus two equals like three and a half so it works. <laughs> but they um oh I was trying to I got my and mind you I went from a school of nine people mm-hmm. to a town that has three colleges in it um a verified bumble account and I was a cheerleader like I and fresh me because they're weird about Russian girls. I that I've learned is universal. It makes me feel a little bit. Guys better, are so weird. They don't yeah. Like it. Yeah, and like you. What is wrong with you? <laughs> but um, I I just it was a weird attention thing and like a validation thing, which mm-hmm. thankfully we have come to terms with because dear lord, that was exhausting. But I was just like, oh my god, like all of these men want me. This is so cool. Like I've never had like options like this. And saying this out loud sounds absolutely ridiculous and probably makes me look like a super bad person but like think like 18 year old me um inseparable (laughs) and I was trying to talk to her how I was kind of like stuck between these two guys at the time and she was like seriously Shelby like you know better than this like what is wrong with you just another finger in my face and mind you this that was it was Easter weekend so it was maybe like a month two months after a really bad situation had happened in Abilene that like put me in the hospital whole nine oh, yards wow. that I hadn't told anybody about because it was just eh. yeah it wasn't one of those things that I was like ah I also just, I can't stand the girls that take pictures of the hospital bracelet um hey, while uh, and put it on their sitting story in the hospital like, no bed <laughs> like okay exactly. what happened <laughs> exactly why don't you just put what happened so that way people will that way we can all just be nosy and yeah. <laughs> move along with our day. But and that was like the final straw for me. I was like, oh no, we're done. And I'd actually, it's actually been a minute since I've back to church. But like saying that I was now responsible for my relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't use being a volunteer at church as a crutch or singing on the worship stage as the gist of my relationship with God it 
it has been such a cool thing, like actually learning and growing and not just being able to regurgitate or actually understanding what I'm reading and being able to apply it and yeah. acting tight with the big man. Like that was one thing that a handful of people have reached out today after my video. They're like, have you like, I really encourage you to like check out this church. I encourage you to check out this church. And I'm like, it's, it's not God that I have an issue with because mm -hmm. God and I are cool. He doesn't judge me for anything. Yes. He has never, he's never condemned me. The Holy Spirit is a convictor, which is so much different than condemning. It's like a, it's like a gut check where it's like, Amen. you probably shouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah. But he's not going con to condemn me. That's not what, that's not the case. But people inside the church and my, my like lead pastor from the church I grew up with, like, it's like having a second set of grandparents. Like they have all, they have never done me wrong ever. Mm -hmm. It's always just been the people underneath and around yeah. that. I'm like, oh no, no, I don't think, I think okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rock with scripture over here. Uh, and I'm a rock with my uh, cry to worship music in the car playlist over here. <laughs> and call it good. And I'm, I'm hoping that eventually one day I will, cause it's, it's definitely something I'm still learning on. There's still a lot of resentment towards actually being in church. And I think a part of that comes from like it being embedded in my brain of like, how services are supposed to run yeah. because that was part of my job as a volunteer is essentially being like a stagehand mm -hmm. and like being able to take a step back and actually just be present and not so analytical of everything which I know that that's kind of like a unique experience if you didn't grow up like volunteering and you were literally just like slut shaming yeah you like things like that so it's yeah. like oh, that's a little bit different but church hurt is church hurt and it's real and it sucks yeah but for sure I feel like I mean the thing you like said too is like my relationship got so much deeper with Christ when it was my own thing like you know church really can be a crutch like you go to church and you feel like you're, you're saved for the last six days like whatever you did the yep. last six days you're good because you went to that hour of church like check it off your box Thanks. you're good exactly that is not what it is like a relationship with christ is you know listening to it, it doesn't even have to be worship music like i listen to songs that just like you know have a meaning and i'm like that's god speaking to me i like that i was 100%. thinking about something and then a song came on the radio and it, it was exactly what i was thinking about like that's god speaking to me or i read something in a book that's god speaking to me or someone honestly like my most genuine like god experiences are like meeting someone and learning about them or their experience like in the grocery store or like especially yes. like since I've moved down here I've like learned to be a lot more present and like not on my phone all the time and like you know sometimes I would put my uh, airpods in and go to the grocery store and like walk around but like I've actually met people like at the grocery store like heard stories or at the nail salon whatever like of new of new people like older people whatever it is like and that's when I have those experiences that like shape me and I've like grown in my face from that divine introductions yes those are my favorite because it's like I don't even know like what made me want to come up and talk to you it's like yes. ah, the lord like there's no other and those those are so cool and they're so fulfilling and granted there are some things that I'm like I had originally thought they were a divine introduction but it was another lesson yeah. versus a blessing situations yeah. where I'm like oh, okay cool there's a lot to learn from here yeah 
Oh, that's, that's true. Like, I mean, all of it is, you know, it's either the devil or God working. It's either the devil right. working against you or God working for you, like whatever you're going through. And like, for me, when I moved down here, I was dating this guy, kind of an awful guy. And like, I knew that in the back of my head, I knew that, but I was fighting, you know, that like, I, I just, he was a hot guy with a mustache. Like, let's just go for it, you yep. know? And, yep. uh, you know, that's my type. So like, I totally went for looks, but like through that relationship, I learned a lot, one about myself, like how to be stronger. And then two, also just like, okay, I need to really listen when God's talking to me and telling me like, Hey, the devil is fighting against you real hard right now. And it's always going to be the people like closest to you. So you let this person in to your relationship, like open your heart to them, whatever, like that's going to be, you know, something easy to fight against you. Yeah. That, that right there, because it, oh man, (laughs) freshman year up until March of last year, because uh, the guy I've been with right now, we've been together for over a year. Um, never had one stick around this long. It is crazy. Awesome. My dad. Cheers to that. Oh, love that. Right. <laughs> right. But every other guy I was with before, it was just like, yeah, this is probably, you know, you can just kind of feel it in your gut that it's not going to last long, but it's going to hurt like a bitch when it's You over. know what I've realized is like when I'm telling my mom, so this is the sign when I know they're not the right guy for me, when I'm telling my mom and I have to give her little fibs that make him sound better than he is. And I'm like, uh, yeah, That's- like, you know, <laughs> yes. And when I tell you, like, not everyone just gets to meet my dad. I I'm the youngest daughter and his favorite. Uh, I have always lived in his back pocket. Sorry to all I her other siblings. Kind of Sorry. <laughs> it, that's, it's, it's awesome too, because at Christmas, they all get like gifts that say from your favorite. And I'm like, thank you so much. I don't even know why I bought a gift this year because he's going <laughs> to think of me when he sees it. But every other guy I was with before didn't get to meet my dad. I think there might've been no no one of them did oh good god and that was rough. Uh, because as he was walking out the door my dad closed the door and was like don't bring that idiot back here and I was like okay. yeah but I, I make them meet my mom first because I I talk too much and so then my, and my, I cannot lie to my mother even if there are little fibs she can see right through it yeah I don't understand I'm sure it's because I literally came out of her womb but <laughs> Oh, my mom knows every time, but she just lets me figure it out for myself. Yeah, (laughs) that exactly. I, I, I'll bring them and I'm like, cool. Like, this is my mom. And they're like, feel all special. And there's been times before too. They're like, wow, you let me meet your mom. And I'm like, that is not, that is not not an accomplishment. (laughs) Like that's, this is, this is a trial run, sir. Amen. As as soon as they leave, I go to my mom's room because I mean, I live at home right now. I live in a very blessed situation um I'll go right into her room and go all right what'd you think and she'll go I'm like damn it I'm like <laughs> on to the next we're, we're, we're in a little deep and I have always had a very hard time breaking up with somebody if they haven't done anything like directly disrespectful yes to me just because I don't think I hate seeing a grown man cry not that it's a bad thing for grown men to cry but the re- like if I'm the reason yeah I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how to handle it. 
never know how to handle it. It's just then- awkward. Like I sometimes I just look at him and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I mean, I mean, I hate to say I'm like not sympathetic, but like I'm really not. Like <laughs> no, no, especially because it's like the usual reasons that things didn't work out was like, yeah. hey, you're two months behind on rent and you just got paid like a very fat check from this, that, and that rodeo event. Or yeah. um, hey, you're every cowboy ever right Uh, (laughs) your rent your rent is four hundred dollars how are you two months behind oh my god stop that's uh god memories (laughs) exactly i'm like excuse me how what uh that or it's like hey um you don't actually get to like yell and throw things at me and now you don't you don't get to cry about it now yeah i don't know you might be able to do that shit with your mama, but I ain't your mama. I ain't your know. mama. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm so sorry. Uh, talk to Jesus about it. Don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. I'll pray for you. That's literally the, like, I'll pray for what's, you. What's the TikTok sound where it's like, uh, now your hands, amen, or whatever. It is. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is hilarious. I, I can't even think of like the rest of it, but it makes me laugh every single time. It's awesome. But that there, like on top of relationships and like kind of like, bringing that church thing back in mm-hmm. did you go to youth growing up like was that like a regular thing that you were at like youth groups and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah so the and I don't know if it was if it was like a universal thing or it was just something my youth group did but you could always tell who was like dating or who was talking to who oh, because yeah. this new girl would show up for like three weeks or this new guy would show up for like three weeks and being with a man that has a, girl, a boy at the time, but being with a man that has a relationship with God and can be like a, like a true man of the household and has his own personal faith and his own personal walk with Jesus was very, very important to me. Mm-hmm. And of course, my thought process was, well, I can at least get him in church, right, sneak yeah. him into heaven kind of, kind of things. And freshman year, the guy I was with literally wore crosses around his neck. He was a baseball player. Oh, that was always the guys with crosses around their neck every time. Always. Um, And I think I was actually, I'd actually asked him like, come to a service that I was singing at or something like that. Because this, it had always worked before. My entire high school career, if the guy I liked the time, he would come to church. And I was like, we can go to Sonic after. This is awesome. (laughs) 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 Like, and it wasn't working. I was like, but. Like why? Like why won't you go? Like what's the problem? Yeah. Well, he like later he did um, explain to me that he actually was atheist. Um, never explained the crosses around his neck. Uh, there are a million different pendants that you can get on a chain if you don't yeah. believe in the cross. Why in the world are you wearing it? Um, and then of course because my brain was in like disaster mode. I ended up sleeping with him and I thoroughly regretted it just because I was like, well, maybe if I sleep with him, he'll come, he'll come to church. Mm-hmm. Girl, what kind of backward ass thought process is that? Like, it's, it's literally insane to me. The things that go through our heads, like that thing that we think boys will like conform to the person that we want them to be like a boy. Okay. The best quote that I ever heard is a boy, like, you know, a boy, like likes you or whatever by his actions not by his words but a girl you know by her words not always her actions because girls don't always 100%. act upon like what they're thinking but like guys they are who they are like 
what they're doing is exactly what they feel and what they are. That right there. My mom put it best. And I, my brain adds too many words to the sentence. <laughs> I'm trying to convince my mom to just write a book of like one-liners that like put me on my ass all the time. <laughs> but it was, and it wasn't even like an actual like breakup breakup. It was a friendship breakup. Hmm. That sounds weird. But like I was having friends with this girl. And I was just like going through it. I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. And my mom, she she just was letting me rant and yell and all that. And she looked at me and she was like, Shelby, she is proving to you who she is time and time again. Quit asking her to continue to do it. She's not like she's shown you who she is. And I was like, You're right. You right. Put it, like, <laughs> that's almost like too simple for my brain. <laughs> to, like get it but I get it I was just like man and I think the same thing applies with, with guys because the guy I'm dating right now Aaron asked me to be his girlfriend two weeks into talking and I was like hey that's effort I don't know. crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah like that was that right there I had the guy I dated before him live in Stephenville <sighs> And I, I had sworn like up and down that I would never be back in Iraq County. I was like, absolutely <laughs> not. No, thank you. <laughs> in my defense, I was also stuck in Iraq County during quarantine. So there was nothing to do. Absolutely miserable. Um, but I drove Stephenville every weekend. Every single weekend. I put so many miles on my car because I was coming from Decatur at the time. So I live in Fort Worth now. It's so convenient. Yeah. Outstanding. But immediately Aaron and I started like snapchatting and just kind of talking and so I was like so like where are you from and he goes Stephenville but I can drive anywhere that is the sexiest sentence I've ever heard of me <laughs> I, oh, I hate driving so much me too um, Aaron, Aaron also thinks I'm a horrible driver <laughs> so he's probably he's like please just don't drive like <laughs> that, that exactly <laughs> like just the genuine effort that require pulling teeth I was like wow this is just natural you actually want to be around me I'm not having to check your snap score or oh my god the snap score thing (laughs) I am so guilty of having a note in my phone tracking that I'm tracking that shit (laughs) 100% absolutely because you're uh in my little FBI, I got like 16 burner accounts on every social media platform. Play with me. Uh, <laughs> like, you, you, can, you can find that little block button every time, but I'm just going to find another account. I yep. That, and I'm also chronically nosy, so I've oh, got to know what's going on. Me too. I think it, I don't know, me and my mom both, like, we just like to creep a little bit, like, and we will find out things like, like that. Immediately. Like, yeah, I'm like that FBI person from like my friend group. Like they'll be like, "Oh, I'm talking to this guy." And I'm like, "Who?" And then I'll have their whole life story in like five seconds. <laughs> yup, that was I texted a friend the other day because she had like barely like soft announced the guy she was dating at the time. Maybe yeah. like three weeks long. It breaks my heart that he did this to her. But if she would have told somebody, a don't fuck with musicians. That'll True. do it. They, that will do it they're no better than cowboys they like genuine oh, it's so frustrating yeah but uh like three weeks in she had tweeted she said i got down before i even announced i was dating this guy never again and i had texted her i was like hey i was like i was trying to be nosy and it wasn't really working but was this who you were dating and she was like oh yeah i said i can kill him for you if you'd like <laughs> 
like <laughs> but no being, being an FBI agent is one of I don't know I like the drama when it doesn't have anything to do right with if it's me so me and my <laughs> friend Meg we went um out to for tacos and marks yesterday but we were talking about uh how girls like you know that they're dating someone when they finally post a picture with the guy and it's like, they've been dating for six months. A guy will post a girl actually pretty early girls wait like yes. three to six months minimum just to make sure, because you know, you can do the whole soft lunch thing, but like, I promise you, you're getting at least one message, like, especially for like us who are kind of in the influencer, like I and stuff, like I have these girls looking out for me from every single state. Like I know like there are nothing. Mm, yeah I'm getting a hey girly text uh, I got a whatsapp hey. one time I got a whatsapp message one time and she was like hey girly I was on the gym it was like nine o'clock in the morning I was on the treadmill and I was like I don't even want to read it like I knew what it was before I opened it and yeah. I was like uh, I don't want to open it and it, we were like still in the fresh talking stage and I was just like hey love that for me <laughs> that I hate that so so like worst feeling because like everyone's like initial reaction is to be mad at her and that is just one of those I don't, I don't know where I learned that I haven't figured out where like that thought <laughs> process has come from but then like the last time it happened to me I was like you got screenshots or anything like yeah like I need like, what was this conversation I, yeah I, I want to know what happened because mm -hmm. this this here is not doing much for me um and I'm not about to pick a fight if you were just talking Exactly. But at the same time, like I do believe, I, I like I believe you, but I men are dense, and if I bring more than like one accusation to them, mm -hmm. the, he, he's gonna pick, and we'll never we'll never circle back to this one, and it's yep. gonna really bother me. Yeah, like sending the paragraph, and it's what do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? Read it, it again. <laughs> <laughs> make a bullet point list because i could do that for you if you like I can oh i can write a 10 page, 10 page essay like you tell me what you need and i'll give it to you <laughs> exactly i'll get you an equation sheet that's what that's what we can do for you but good <laughs> lord yeah no, that oh, i in dating older as i got older that was really nice but uh it scares me when i see girls like 17 18 doing it because it's like yo babe there's so much maturity that happens within 18 yeah. and 21 or 18 so, and even 20. i i don't know like i am 25 now so like my age range has widely opened up um but oh, i still yeah. can't but i still can't like bring myself to see the difference between like a 30 year old and a 21 year old like they still act the same. And I'm like, at what age do they grow up? Like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Yes. Because th that right there, because there's an extent of my dad is like a 12 year old at heart. He's 50, I think he turns 51 this year. So I <laughs> my parents like stopped aging at like 45 and 37. I told <laughs> multiple people a few years ago that my mom turned 37. And she did in fact turn 40 that year. It just stopped aging for some reason. Not really sure. <laughs> but my dad's a girl. He got a blow dart gun. Like, so then part of me is like, oh, like that's so fun. But then uh and things like that. That's like, yeah, no, 
I don't want to ever have to depend on you. Um, <laughs> so you have fun with that because that is so frustrating. I know multiple men just pay their bar tab, and that is the most mind-boggling thing to me. Because the then I'm gonna come around and be like, I wish you wouldn't drink so much. They're always so concerned about the Well, baby, quit paying their tab. Make them pay for it. Yep. What? It's nuts. It drives me insane. Yeah. Boys are wild. A lot of growth that has happened in the past. Yes. Yes. And I'm I'm grateful. Yeah, just like we were talking about earlier. I'm, there's some relationships that it's like, girl, that was a waste of time. I don't even know why you bothered with that. But there are some that I'm like, wow. I learned a lot from this, even though like we're not together anymore. And it's a good thing we're not together anymore. Mm-hmm. I did learn a lot from this and that part is cool. And for that, I'm grateful to an extent. Again, another analogy throwing in here, but like, I always say like my boys that I've talked to, dated, whatever, they're all stepping stones. So like until eventually I find like the one that I'm going to marry, blah, blah, blah. But like, uh, like I look at this one and it was such an awful experience. The last one that I dated, but he got my real his cousin was my realtor so I got to move down to Texas like I had a person when I first moved here like that was nice like you know there's so many like things that he was crappy but he was good for you know he helped me set up my house and things like that so I'm like every guy and every place of life is a stepping stone to getting to to where you're gonna end up or whatever who you're gonna end up with so I'm like I try to like be the bigger person and just like move on and like be like, all right, whatever, like done with you. But like, I'm still like, why did you have to suck so bad? <laughs> that right there, because it's like, wow, there were some good parts there. But yeah. dear Lord, did the bad outweigh mm-hmm. my I will say, I do really enjoy, or I say I do, I did really enjoy picking apart <laughs> the things I liked and the things I didn't. Yeah. And I, I love a good list. I, I live oh. off of a to-do list. My life. Need- yep um and i would i would make cool i liked this i did not pros like and cons that. yep and then it and having like actually on a sheet of paper and maybe it's just because like i'm a visual person kind of like set it in stone for me to like some like non-negotiables yeah i would eventually run into later that it was like yeah no like I, i'm i'm serious like I, i'm actually not doing this so if this is what you want to do i'll go yeah and that was cool give me a backbone about something so because I could be like no like I know I don't like this so exactly my mom um when I was I don't know 16 17 maybe she was like put a list of like the things that are your non-negotiables in a man and just keep it in your bible and I did that and I like look back at which I lost my Bible on the move. So I'm like so angry about this, but I don't know. I don't know where it is yet. I know it's gotta be somewhere, but, um, I made this list and like, I would look back at it occasionally. Like when I started to date someone new and be like, okay, like they're really not checking any boxes or they are checking a lot of boxes or whatever it is, but like no one's checked all the boxes or no one's checked like 90% of the boxes yet. So I'm like, no wonder I haven't found my future husband. Like, cause, and she's like, I looked at it after I had been with your dad for a lot of years or whatever. And like, just like hindsight was like, oh my gosh, like he really does check almost all of the boxes or all of them or whatever. Like, and it's not always the person 
you know, you think you're going to end up with or whatever, like it might be those qualities, but then completely different looking than what you expected yep. or are attracted to yep. or something. I feel so seen right now because that's, I, I kept mine in my Bible. I actually have, which it's hard for me to like actually use it, but the original intentions of the second Bible was to like have it as like a gift I give on our wedding day. To I did that is. too. Like, this yeah. is Bible. I have notes in it. Like, so I would keep it in there. I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I feel so seen right now. Yeah. Awesome. Because part of me was like, that was psychotic, but not no. really. Like, it's, it's something seeds into your future relationship. And mm-hmm. I think, I, I know for a fact that, like, the relationship I'm in right now, knock on some wood. I don't even think that's real wood. <laughs> that this, this is, my dad likes him. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. That I, cause I, now that we're like, we're talking, I'm going to have to go find that. Listen, to it. but <laughs> every person that I dated after that, like if there was something on there that like, even I wasn't holding myself accountable or holding myself to that same standard. I was like, cool. Well, we got to take that off the list. Like that's, mm-hmm. you can't be doing that. Or my, like my taste would change. And it was kind of cool. Cause I would yes. hold on to that original one. And it's kind of fun to like see the tastes change and yeah. I remember even like writing down certain things where it's like these like it's pretty much going to be impossible to find a guy that likes this like x and y mm-hmm. but like the, if I remember correctly on some of the things I'm like nope I think that we checked both of those off and that's good and it's like little things like enjoying like I love a good eclectic boho room yeah like the, the aesthetic of it but I also love a cowboy. Like yeah. I've always said on my wedding day, he better be in a felt. Like, oh I, yeah, that's just that's that's the vision. Um, and then of course, and then like a beach bomb or something where it's starkly different. I don't know why eighteen-year-old me thought that a cowboy couldn't like going to the beach <laughs> or some plants in the bedroom. But in my in my head, it was like these are so very different that I don't know that it would be like a realistic thing and now here I am I'm like girl he does not care how a bedroom is decorated he does not care at all yes (laughs) it's crazy like the things that we think you know years ago and just to see them come to life and watch it like kind of all unfold between your like before your eyes because like I even my own personal style and stuff like seeing that evolve and things like that I'm like it's kind of crazy. And I always say for me, like life comes full circle. Cause I was as far away from the Western world and anything I could have wanted was not Western. Like I wanted to right. be in New York city and like live that life. And now I'm here. Oh, like man. I ended up in Stephenville, Texas. Like that is literally the complete farthest spectrum opposite that you could go. <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite literally. That's incredible. <laughs> All right. I'm obsessed with it really I love that um no that's I love that that's so fun so we definitely yes go ahead you're good no you're you're good I was just gonna say like we definitely got off topic about like basically anything and everything but that's what I said like this is just gonna go its own way and like flow wherever it goes but um so I did the question box or whatever. So Abby Acorn, she asked who your biggest inspo is. It is a very tough toss up 
between it's hard when it's like info but like as a person morgan wade hands mm-hmm. down 100 percent uh as a person also within like her style as well um but like sound wise i can't help but like loop McBride in there i just love how like pure her tone is i think it's incredible um but like fun fact about morgan wade she's sober i think like six years five or six years now and like takes like her personal health like super serious and that is something i wish more musicians would do because yes sex drugs and rock and roll will always sell um but it will kill you uh she i I don't know like because like turnpike and i was gonna say turnpike yeah and i when i say this i do mean it with like all respect by all means especially because you're only young once and it's an enticing lifestyle but um like the co-aesthetic and rooftops like the absolutely inebriated on stage Mm -hmm. it's fun absolutely it's fun but you got to think longevity at least the way my brain thinks about it is like is can kill me (laughs) No, that's so true. And honestly, I, I have faced death before. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go knocking. <laughs> um, I was going to say, but like, I just went to a co-concert and obviously like I was not sober either, but like, you know, it's just not even as fun. Like I've heard people complain about co-concerts and be like, he's just honestly so like high and drunk and totally outside of his body that it's like not even like worth it half the time yes that and that is a very common thing amongst Texas country honestly and I can and I'm saying that loosely just because I only know one side of the story yada 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 mm-hmm. but when I mean it take the LJT fest for example there is a long list of musicians that are blacklisted from performing at mm-hmm. that festival ever again because how they acted when they were that far gone. And I don't know, maybe it's just, it's in the way of my business. Yeah. Because that absolutely, and, and it, I don't know, it makes me sad because you got a lot of really good artists that just kind of, granted, LJT Fest is, it's big in the Texas scene, but if you're not in the Texas scene, no one has a what it is. So, it was so funny when I moved down here. So my aunt, she lives in, um, McKinney, Texas right now. And, uh, when I was moving down here, she had told my mom or my mom had obviously said like, I'm moving to Stephenville. And she's like, Oh, there's this like really like redneck hickey, like country festival like <laughs> down there. And like, now that I know what LJT is like, I'm like, okay, I can definitely see how she says that like and thinks that but yeah. I'm like oh my gosh yeah like I want to go so bad like I love all those artists and my mom's like of course you would I personally think the festival itself is always a very good lineup mm-hmm. um I I've never understood the redneck things that happen I'm like why like yeah. you turn into Neanderthals like why <laughs> why are we doing this I never understood the reason behind it, but at the same time, I think it's just because it's in the daylight. 
Yeah. Um, a lot of those actions are very similar at dark, dingy bars. So, huh, God. Depends eh, on just how you're looking. <laughs> but that's, yeah, I, I really enjoy Morgan, Morgan Wade's, I guess, just personal moral code like the standard the discipline there is the word i'm looking for yeah uh being on tour and still getting up at 6 a.m to go work out granted i <laughs> i don't like working out um <laughs> but the the discipline of being able to get up and have your breakfast and taking care of your body just because it's wild if you like take care of it it works a lot better right um, <laughs> It's a really wild concept that I don't know why I was so shocked to see things just go a lot easier for me. Like drinking my water, I can play for for like four nights in a row and not lose my voice by night three. Which obviously, if you stay hydrated, you're you're gonna be okay. Like it takes care of itself. But I don't know why I had to like rig my brain into being healthy but apparently that was the case no literally and I've like I was never one of those people that like I used to love drinking water and now I'm like all I want is a diet Dr. Pepper like and so it's a struggle now because I grew up a college athlete or grew up an athlete played school sports in college and stuff and so like I was always like fairly healthy but now I'm like oh my gosh mm-hmm. all I want is a diet Dr. Pepper and a Whataburger with jalapeno yeah cheeseburger like yeah no I can I'm a monster when it comes to a dark pepper I don't know what it is I don't know what kind of crack they put in it but mm, literally geez. no it's such a thing but okay so what else um who's your biggest inspo we just answered that um was there anything else that you like wanted to talk about or like felt pulled to talk about um I think one thing as a young woman in this industry in a very male saturated industry Mm um (laughs) something that a lot of people do not realize they mean well when they say it but it is not as kind as it sounds but hearing the things you know i don't really like female artists but i like you oh yeah homie g that's not as nice as you think it sounds i'll be so real with you i i appreciate the sentiment so much because I know you think you're being nice like I will take it as a compliment and move on but it's I don't hear anyone going up to guys saying you know I don't really like guy singers but I like you like that's not Uh, that's never a conversation that happens no and uh the last podcast I was on actually um and if it just never gets posted I won't be mad <laughs> I promise I'm posting I, it. <laughs> no, I, I believe you. I it's just the other one I was on was very frustrating to be on because it the guy that runs it, super nice guy, super sweet, uh, has a real like passion for original and un, um like undiscovered artists. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. which is what keeps my lights on. So like hell yeah, I appreciate it, man. Um, but I was on st- I was on there and it was four or five or four uh three other musicians so there's four of us up there and I was cutting up and like talking to the other like musicians and like like talking about the song they just did because like they wrote it and it was really good 
and he would just like make these little like side comments at me essentially tell me to shut up which don't get me wrong when I get nervous I talk a whole lot which nervous or not I just talk a lot yeah but um it reached the point where I had gotten to do one of my originals and I just I don't get to do originals very often because like we were saying at the beginning I play a lot of covers because I play to my venue and if unless the venue is wanting originals mm-hmm. I don't play them like I play them for like my voice memos on my phone to send to producers and all that right but literally as soon as I finish because the hook of the song is treat her better I saw my ex and his new fiance at least I think he's a fiance now I don't really not keep up that much because I'm I'm gonna block someone on Facebook anyways um <laughs> but I saw them at PRs and like that was the only thought that could cross my brain was that like man like I really hope he treats her better like she looks so sweet and like she doesn't deserve to be treated the way that I was yada 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 um and so that's what I was talking about and so it, I cool I repeat treat her better a few times and as soon as I was done with song the guy running it he was like we get it treat her better and I was like oh, okay this is what uh... you're not you're not gonna shit on my song of all these other people and then not make a point to ask me any personal question but you're making sure to ask everyone else a personal question and then fast forward three weeks later he's in my dms calling me hot calling me pretty this that and i'm like ah, ah, ah. i would be able to eat, at least say thank you if you had treated me with any respect on that on camera mm-hmm. <laughs> but this in no, no sir this is what we're not gonna do and i don't appreciate this how bad also, is it for you like in, in the music industry with guys like even producers and stuff like that like have you had a lot of bad experiences um yeah kind of because yeah. they don't realize that i just want to be their friend like right not necessarily producers um the only producer i've worked with is like a married man and he's also a pastor it's a really cool divine introduction (laughs) yes uh the it's mainly other like fellow musicians in this industry that i'll meet and i'll get along with really well and then like they'll find out i've got a boyfriend it's radio silence and it's like well i wasn't trying to sleep with you like i was just genuinely trying to be your friend i was trying to have a community in this industry but as like even with saying that it is so much harder to become a girl's friend in this industry because which I'm sure you probably understand it running a a boutique and uh, running your own business it people naturally assume competition and whether it's intentional or whether you like recognize that you are viewing them as competition even if you don't want to see it that way there's just a natural like tension yeah when uh, like excuse me not natural but you finally meet him for the first time and it's like hey like I follow you on all social medias but uh we literally never talk um nice to meet you you sounded great if you happen to be at one of their shows and it's just that weird thanks so much yeah and and it's like it's so fake yeah and I I do it I'll I know how to be it's a joke I say but unfortunately um all I know how to do is to be myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's that's I if I don't like you I don't like you granted I know how to be cordial and I know how to be professional but I'm not I'm not gonna sit there and kiss your ass either so I don't know what you expected from me but I definitely like vibe off mm -hmm. of other people's energy like if you are coming off competitive I'm gonna automatically think that like 
you know, you're just out. Like I can tell, I think it's easy to tell. 100% because it's a, it's a, especially, yeah, that specific energy when they come off, because I can catch it from guys. Um, cause it's really fun if I end up in a song swap and they've never played with me before. Um, because I can, I can confidently say that even if my, like my vocal performance isn't on my A game, my entertainment performance is because yeah. if I can't sing you into giving me a tip, I can at least tell a stupid ass joke <laughs> or talk you into tipping me. And yeah. that's, a, that's something I can confidently say mainly because I mean, this is how I pay my bills. Right. You have no other option. Like you are. Exactly. And it's, it's it's really, really fun. And I mean this in the like most humble way that when I get up there and I'm like quickly dismissed or I'm given like really shitty equipment because it's like, oh yeah, here you go. Like, this is all we have left. And then I come out and I start performing and then it's, they're like catching flies or they're looking at me going holy shit where'd that come from and it's Mm -hmm. like well I didn't see you react that way with any of the other gentlemen up here um and at first I thought like when I was first getting started that was just like natural reaction getting from a lot of people that and it was it was really appreciated because it was just kind of like validation from other artists where I'm like hey like um but then I realized really quickly the actual tone and message that they were (laughs) they were telling me and it's it's one of those things that I don't think will ever actually go away which sucks yeah until it it is also a lot harder if you are not conventionally pretty uh because I know a lot of really talented women that are in not even just this genre like multiple like different like pop or R&B or folk music but they don't fit the look that is expected from that genre Mm -hmm. and immediately they're dismissed and Mm -hmm. then when someone actually does take the three seconds to listen to that is coming out of their mouth they're like oh holy crap it's like yeah dude don't judge good bad cover but in all honesty like it's it puts a real wedge in between and I was talking to it's unfortunate because guys don't have to look a certain way like guys can just go out there and if they're a good singer they're a good singer but like girls are 90% judged on how they look and then if they can sing yeah yeah, we get both of them guys you don't even have to sing good because I'm not going to be messy but I know a lot of gentlemen that are half-ass attractive in the consumer's eye you put a guitar in their hands and holy crap. I mean, no offense, like this is probably like super controversial and stuff, but like, all right, Pecos or Pecos, whatever his name is. Yes, ma'am. So ugly, like probably not that great of a singer. Like, I don't know. I just like, don't get the hype for him. Like I listen to his music. So like still listening to it. No, no hate or whatever. Like, but like, he's not like a top dog or whatever. Like, like I think Parker McCollum's voice is like beautiful and obviously he's beautiful. Like, and then like Co is only attractive to me because I like his music, but like, I wouldn't even say he's like a great singer. Like it's not like he's doing, he's not doing anything difficult with his voice. Like look at Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan doesn't do anything difficult with his voice. Like, 
exactly it's just like every girl that comes out is expected to sing like Leanne Rhymes or mm-hmm. Jolene or Trisha Yearwood like we're automatically put into that box mm-hmm. and with guys it's just it's it's it that's just not a thing and the longer I'm in it and the more relationships I make within the music industry which has been so nice was there for a little bit I had no friends mm-hmm. um which that sucked but and they'll, they'll they'll literally watch it happen they'll like and, yeah. and it'll, it'll piss it'll piss them off and it's really fun because then they'll call it out and I don't have to call it out and then suddenly I'm a bitch because I had done a songwriting competition um in in McKinney it was actually at Hanks oh, nice. and granted in the venue's defense it was just like an open call songwriting competition like they didn't expect a huge turnout because it was like on Mother's Day um we ended up having like nearly 30 musicians come out oh wow and it yeah it ended up being like a really big success but there was three girls out of the nearly 30 other participants and I had walked into the green room to see like what number I was at and you would have thought that I had walked into a locker room like a men's locker room the way I was looked at gawked at up and down and they all just like stopped talking and I was like okay whatever fast forward to nearly um I'm like about to get up there and they're all joking about something I can't even remember what they were joking about and I had went to chime in but they had all cut me off and so where my sentence stopped this it was like a I can't I wish I could remember now but like you know that adrenaline rush you get when you get pissed off and then you can't remember what you were talking about yeah (laughs) um that thing exactly uh but it was I had said something where it sounded weird just what like what the words I had said and they were like hooping and hollering and like what are you talking what 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 Mm -hmm. and then I had to then I had to be a bitch and I was like so if y'all let me finish and then I finished what I had to say and I was like yeah see it was funny if you'd let me finish I said but now I'm a bitch because I had to yell y'all have a good one and then I went on stage because it's like like y'all weren't you weren't interrupting your buddy when he was talking about some stupid ass joke it but kind of sucks like a full sentence a girl almost has to be a bitch to like get your voice heard like it's ridiculous yeah. in any industry like for me for the business world like no one thinks you're okay you're just running like a little boutique or whatever like like no I'm doing a really freaking big business actually like and then like I almost feel like I have to tell my numbers which like I hate doing but like I mm-hmm. to like back it up because no one thinks I'm serious and I'm like no, I, I'm like legit, like, <laughs> sorry. That right there, because, and that was kind of like what I was saying when I had to do my intro, that it's, it's been a weird journey for me to be like comfortable saying like, oh, no, like I do, I, yeah. yeah, I'm like a full-time musician. It's literally the only thing I do. <laughs> yeah. Schoolwork. And thankfully, like over the years, I have built up, I guess like a resume, but like, I've done this. I've sang the national anthem at the PBR, like, yeah, I've been on TV before. Like it's, I've opened for Caitlin Butts. Like I have, I once I started getting those things. Yes. On yeah. paper, it looks really good, but like, please don't make me have to, like, run like, down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> so I'll be very honest. I do want to carry on with this conversation, but first, I'm about to pee my pants, and I do have to leave for my show. Oh no, you're um, fine. We can do a part two because this is already like an hour and a half. So oh, hell yeah. part two, part two. <laughs>